White Hot Magazine, one of the world's leading platforms and institutions for contemporary art. Visit us online at whitehotmagazine.com and follow us on social media. Hey, Sam, how's it going? Good, Noah. How are you? Good. Long time no see. When was the last time I saw you? Was maybe it was a show that I curated? I think so. Um, I know we saw each other around town before um, the pandemic and everything, but uh, yeah, there mm -hmm. was a time that you were curating a number of shows here in New York, like a good stretch mm -hmm. of them. And uh, yeah, we were, we were hanging out quite a bit. Right. Um, so what do you have going on at Launch F18 right now? Um, well, we, we just wrapped up doing our first uh, presentation with NADA Art Fair, and we showed um, Jack Pearson, um, which was really exciting. And this week, we have a solo exhibition by the artist Mina Hassan that's opening at the gallery. And um, we're doing a presentation with Future Fair featuring uh, some new works by Nathan Doerr. Mm. And so how many artists are you representing at the gallery? Uh, right now, we are representing um, 10. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. And yeah, it's been, me, how many years has it been? Uh, this past uh, March, we celebrated 10 years. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and you and you were certainly a part of those those early days. Mm -hmm. It was fun to have you be um, a part of the ten year anniversary show that we. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, it's gone through several different forms. But what is sort of the mission statement of Launch F eighteen? Um, I guess I would I would say that you know we my business partner and I Tim Donovan we started the gallery and. 2011, and we're focusing on um, curating like thoughtful intellectual shows and supporting artists that were primarily emerging artists um, who didn't really have much representation or exposure at that time. And, you know, over the years, we've always stayed true to keeping a balance between um, doing like interesting, unique um, collaborations with. Uh, like the show that we did with Michael Anderson, that was um, really just like a, a remarkable experience and exhibition itself, uh, where he papered the entire gallery with um, flyers that he'd been collecting for over a decade. And as well as like having Jack Pearson curate exhibitions um, and all the while doing that, still maintaining like a, uh, you know, close relationship with like emerging artists and looking for, for new people coming up to try to give them support. Um, and even first time shows as a way to, to um, nurture and, and foster young, young artists, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, that's, kind of, that's been like one of the biggest passions for all of us here throughout the years. Mm -hmm. um, and what is it that you, what is your sort of aesthetic? Because I've been, I've seen a lot of different shows, but do you kind of look for different things, or is there a social interaction, or how does, especially being a gallery in New York, like how do you 
how do you like try to how do you try to find artists and sort of decide who you want to show um you know I, that that process has always been i think an interesting one you know for doing it for this amount of time um it, it varies and i guess i would say that you know there's there's a number of different ways and channels that we're we're always looking from you know going to interesting art fairs like spring break um or even nada where you're discovering um lesser known up-and-coming artists uh you know also pre-pandemic going to group exhibitions um and even just smaller solo shows that artists might be doing at artist run spaces or um you know these these more project spaces and uh you know also from there here in new york specifically you know bushwick arts you know open studios um those types of events are fantastic ways to get to know and meet new artists um and then of course you know there's instagram which is such an you know amazing tool to be able to constantly be coming across just naturally new people and um you know there's i personally keep like a big catalog of things that pique my interest and return back to it from from time to time on instagram um and also you know keep up and like follow people and really keep track of like what they're doing um you know on on that platform as a way just to kind of see like what what's going on what you know what new work that they're making how it's evolving um and each each time in each artist it's it's totally it's such a different process um you know we start out a lot of times with doing group exhibitions uh with new artists but also more recently we launched an online viewing room and that's been an amazing tool to kind of offer more um a larger sort of presentation of uh, one artist and maybe a body of work and to see, you know, from start to finish how that process goes, like um, the work that's made for it, you know, as well as um, the collaboration and like working with this artist and it's, it's provided like a great way to interact and, and do more things that's beyond just having stuff in, in the physical gallery too. Um, mm -hmm. But it also, it also leads to showing in the gallery you know, as well. Hmm. Have you seen anything recently that really, like, have you been to some of the museums and some of the galleries around New York? Um, I haven't, I haven't so much uh, myself. I, during quite a bit of the pandemic, I was in your neck of the woods hmm. uh, in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, exploring a lot of stuff out there and even just trying to get to know, um, some artists, some, some of the gallerists out there and uh, learn a bit more about the scene, um, which was a really, which was fun, you know, it was a nice break from, from New York. Um, but I'm excited to, now that I'm back in New York, I'm excited to go out and see shows and here in Tribeca alone, there's so many galleries that are opening this week. Um, right. and that's gonna be really fun. I have a show opening at Spring Break Art Fair tomorrow. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Look, and the photos look beautiful. Yeah, I, I was really happy about that. You know, um, it's interesting the world we're in now because it's sort of like people are moving around 
less and cultural currency and cultural objects and different things like that are moving around more. Yeah. Certainly. Um, is the, the work that you're showing at the art fair, is that all new work? Yeah. Well, somewhat actually, I think one of the paintings is from a few years ago, but, um, and one of them is much more, much more recent. But what I was trying to say is like, um, you know, you're in Seattle, do you ever go to Europe or do anything like that? Um, we haven't, I mean, I, I love to go to Europe. Um, we haven't done any art fairs or anything like that over there with the gallery just yet, but um, we're certainly hoping to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would love to do some projects overseas um, as it, uh, two of our artists actually live overseas. So mm. um, that would kind of be, that'd be fun and, and fitting. And what was this NADA, the NADA, ex, NADA art fair exhibition? That was, I saw some stuff about that. Um, could you remind me, like explain a bit more about that? Cause it wasn't, it didn't look like it was in a traditional space. No, yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, they so there's this place in Catskill, New York, uh, which just opened called Foreland, and uh, it's gonna be this like it's like multifaceted. It has artist studios. There's a gallery. Um, I think there's like event areas, and it's huge. It's this old mill building um, that they've converted uh, into this this art space. And um, Nada participated with doing this event in collaboration with uh, Upstate Art Weekend. And we had uh, proposed a Jack Pearson piece um, to, as part of, part of the show, uh, which was neat because it wasn't like a traditional art fair and uh, each gallery that participated just had one piece in the show and as you walked through, it really, it felt more like a museum exhibition um, than an art fair itself. And so we were able to show this piece from 2020 that Jack had made for a group exhibition that he was in with us called Because Yes. And we, yeah, we're excited to, to show it. And uh, Upstate Art Weekend was, was really cool um, with a lot of different galleries participating and events going on. And, um, it was it was fun, a fun summer event. Had you been in NADA before? Or was that sort of the, your first experience with NADA? That was our that was our first experience. Hmm. We we definitely enjoyed it, and kind of fitting for like for our programming, the location itself, and just kind of the um, you know sort of outside the box sense of presentation to it was uh, was right up our alley but we definitely hope to work with them again and kind of kind of continue that relationship with um, being part of their programming. Mm. You know that I had a booth at NADA for a few years in a row back, yeah. back in the day. And at that time, because I think that's how I first met you, you had showed some Adam Stennett works, right? Um, I had published about, about Adam Stennett he, uh, okay. I published about him, and then also he interviewed Will Cotton. Oh, that, that's right. Mm -hmm. So we had a we had an interaction. Um, cool. Yeah. 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 Adam, Adam's work is awesome, and that was how 
I learned of your work was when I had just moved down to New York City and I was working uh, for Adam part-time just in a studio. And that was how I got familiar with your magazine and, and right. Her work. I forgot that you were working for him, but was he working for Will Cotton at one point? He he did some stuff for Will Cotton. I think it was more like administration stuff, just mm. here and there. But he was Damian Loeb's uh, studio. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, and like studio manager for a long time. Right. I think Damian Loeb is with Aquavella now or something last time I heard. He is, but then they just... Uh, they just announced like a dual representation with Pace. Oh, I didn't yeah. hear about that. Yeah. See, this is what people listening to this podcast want to hear. They want to hear the inside <laughs> info. Uh, yeah, I stumbled upon that and uh, I thought it was pretty cool. And I, I worked for Damien um, for like two months when I was in college and it was really cool. Mm. And that was back when he was in Mary Boone, so it was an interesting time. And how did you meet him? I just, I emailed him. His email was on his website, and so I just sent him, like, a cold email, and he responded. And, um, and basically said, like, if you hound me enough, I'll let you come by in my studio sometime. So I, I did exactly that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I remember going into Mary Boone Gallery and, and seeing this gigantic um, painting of, it was like a cinematic size painting of his. Oh, cool. Yeah, huge, this huge thing. And uh, very dramatic. Um, no, he's definitely an interesting artist. I, I wanna revisit some of his work because he also kind of, I don't know, he sort of, he has that film noir-ish kind of meets Edward Hopper's sort of moodiness. Yeah. And I believe his studio was on Canal yeah. and Broadway, wasn't it? Yeah, he is, when I worked for him, he was like just off of um, that on Lisbonard. Oh. And I, I think he's, I assume he's still down here. Sometimes you'll see him at that um, La Colombe coffee shop on, on Church Street. Oh, okay. So for anybody listening yeah. that wants to stalk Damien Loeb, we've basically given you the coordinates. <laughs> um, so you're, you're still in the same building on Broadway. Is it Broadway between White and something? And Franklin, yeah. Broadway between White and Franklin, yeah. But I don't believe yep. that restaurant that you used to have the after parties at is still open. Uh, it's not. Yeah, Souths. Uh, Souths closed yeah. maybe like four years ago. But what do you do? Go to the Tribeca Grand Hotel now for after parties? Sometimes we do, uh, which has which is now the Roxy, and right. you might enjoy the jazz club that they have there. Yeah, I haven't seen a jazz show there, but maybe I'll play there someday. It's pretty good. I like the uh, the downstairs room. It's pretty good. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll go there. Um, there's Bella Rev. There's, mm -hmm. we uh, occasionally went to M15, which is now mm -hmm. gonna be David Zorner's um, Tribeca Gallery. Really? Yeah, yeah. Where's he, that? That's on Walker. It's gonna, it's like right across from Bordelami. Uh, okay. 
And yeah, that, that platform that they're launching, um, actually called Platform, I believe is gonna occupy that space down there as part of- Are they still launching that? I thought that was an art online art fair or something. Yeah, it's, I guess it's, a, it's online now, but I think there'll be a physical like exhibition space, um, which is what the Tribeca space is supposed to be, as far as I know. Right. And so since I was showing at F18, I mean, I showed with you recently in some of your recent anniversary exhibitions, but a um, number of years ago when you were kind of in the early stages of the gallery, um, there really were no galleries in Tribeca to speak of. Yeah. There was the New York Academy of Art and then... Postmasters was... Was mm. down oh, what am I saying? Yeah, of course, and, postmasters. But and then there for a little while there was Kansas, um, mm -hmm. which unfortunately is no longer around. But uh, there, yeah, there there certainly wasn't what there is today. It was just kind of like a few spaces here and there, and we were sort of like you know I think considered like a destination gallery at that point, mm. you know. Um, but when um, when Bordolami moved down here, that definitely changed things quite a bit. How so? Well, I mean, it, it, it was a big move for, it was like the first Chelsea gallery to move down to Tribeca. And it was just kind of a, a big move in that sense of um, such a large, well-respected program relocating to an area that, you know, wasn't the Lower East Side at that point where a lot of people mostly were kind of shifting to. And from there, I mean, there was um, a couple other programs to open up. And then uh, I want to say it was like 2000, maybe 17 or 18. Um, mm -hmm. that's when things started to really shift. And, you know, you kind of saw really in like a fast sequence of events, um, James Cohen, uh, Andrew Kreps, um, Kaufman Repetto, and then their 55 Walker space. And, um, you know, now there's Lena Moppin and the list just kind of continues. Right. Like uh, James Cohen Gallery. Um, doesn't Anton Kern have a project there, like a window or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and, because um, I noticed there was like a Tribeca Gallery walk and you guys were almost kind of like the OG Tribeca Gallery now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're like the old timers. <laughs> Pretty much. Interesting, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And even in our building now, where we are on the ground floor, um, Nacelle Bouchen has a, has a space, and then there's Broadway Gallery too. Um, and both, you know, fantastic programs. Yeah, super. So, what is the next show you're doing there? Uh, so on Friday, we open our next exhibition, which is a solo show by Nina Hassan. Right. You mentioned that earlier. I just kind of wanted to reiterate it. And uh, so it's opening on Friday at what time? From six to eight. Uh, and it features like a new series of paintings that she's been working on for over the past year. Um, and she's a just a fantastic artist. 
um, very, very thoughtful painter, um, both like has the incredible, incredible ability of like handling paint and gesture, mm -hmm. um, but she also brings in this like really um, historical references within her work as well. Mm -hmm. And she's an oil painter. Is it oil paint? Uh, most of it actually is acrylic and flash. Hmm. Acrylic yeah. and flash, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, this, this new series features um, a number of new, new works that are focused on um, these paintings of plants, um, as well as like these uh, works that are um, sort of t details of like textile, textiles from like famous paintings. Um, and a lot of, uh, much of her work is, is dived into looking into and like investigating um, some of like the garments or textiles that are featured in historical paintings and researching that and seeing where like the origins of those, um, those materials and stuff come from. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. So um, you're, are you, is everybody allowed to just come on in or how does it work now with the pandemic? Um, yeah, everyone. I mean, you know, our space is pretty small, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's open to the public. Uh, a general opening from 6 to 8 p.m. Um, and, you know, we have to ask for to see people's um, vaccination cards. But mm -hmm. um, aside from that, uh yeah it is it is open to the public and uh do you, what's your do you have a website that shows this information yeah uh you anyone can go over to launchf18.com and check out what they have going on so um i appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today uh obviously you're one of my favorite galleries of all time and a good friend of mine um but we didn't go on and on drinking beer and laughing and smoking weed together on the podcast. We kind of got down to business threw in <laughs> a little threw in a little bit of our world gossip. But yeah, yeah Tribeca is sounding really exciting these days. Yeah, um, it's been it's been incredible, you know, okay. from where, you know, what it was like when we started down here. To mm -hmm. Well, give my best regards to Tim Donovan, the partner at the gallery. And um, let's be in touch. All right. Thanks so much, Noah. Have a good evening. You too. See you, Sam. Bye. Bye.